Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country sound. We'll all be flying higher than a jet. Come on along and welcome aboard to Indiana Sports Beat with Corey O'Leary coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, powered by Rivals here on this Wednesday, May 19th. Welcome in. Dr. Leary's along with us, Jim Coyle, and of course, Jimmy's at the wheel keeping us on the track today. A great, great day. Looking forward to John Laskowski is going to join us, former Hoosier great, uh, and Cooper's proprietor. Uh, also going to talk to Kevin Noon from Ohio State Rivals. Ohio State football players are, are returning to campus on june 8th todd leary that's a that's a little surprise i mean it's, it's good to hear but i think that's a a surprise to a lot of people to see players actually returning this quickly we're talking about what a couple weeks yeah well when i saw the the governor put out the phases of how things were going to go i mean by july 4th everything as planned right now everything plans on being completely open so that's probably a month, you know, yeah, a month sooner than I thought it would be. But when you saw that report that came out, I mean, I, I kind of studied and was thinking of, okay, well, this will probably open up then. And, and it, it won't surprise me at all if Indiana University and, and most of the universities that are allowed to, based on state law, um, follow suit and do the same thing. I mean, Ohio was one of the ones that I thought closed down first. So, I mean, they've been... They've been on the conservative side of things and the cautious side of it, I should say. But but yeah, I mean, it, it will, you know, it kind of irritates me that it's Ohio State that's kind of leading the pack because yeah. they always seem to do that. So if it was Northwestern that was opening first, yeah, I, I would be like, yeah, let's all do it. But the fact that it's Ohio State just leads you to believe it's pushing the envelope. Yeah, when I when I saw that yesterday, I, I sent out a post and just said, you know, I'm assuming other Big Ten schools have to follow suit here. Uh, basically, just become a, a competitive uh, standpoint. I mean, this is the equivalent of the New England Patriots starting their preseason in the NFL while the it teams is. are not. That's a good point. And it's like, man, you can't give the best any they don't need any more uh, advantage. So, yeah, I, I, it's going to be very very interesting uh, to see. Uh, how how teams respond to that? I mean, well, even if the entire campus—I mean, we'll, obviously, we'll use IU as an example. So, even if the entire campus is not, you know, opened up and the buildings are opened up for classes or summer school or whatever it may be, uh, you know, the second that they have, you know, they're able to bring the athletes on campus just to train and just to get, um, you know, j- just to have the opportunity to have a place to train, you know, Indiana will do that. It's, but but it's going to have to be safe, and and whatever 
you know, precautions have to be made in order to make that happen. Football players would be the toughest. The basketball team would be the, would be pretty easy. They've got their own workout room and, you know, they can, you can stagger that and have, you know, three guys come in or two guys come in at a time and stagger that throughout the day. Football, a little different because you've got a hundred plus players that you've got to try to get worked out. And, um, you know, it, it would be a little bit more difficult, but, or it would definitely be more difficult, but, but, you know, most of these schools will, will at first opportunity to get kids on campus, will do it and, yeah, I, in, in Indiana as well. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know that there's so many things that goes along with this. I don't know that Indiana is prepared yet for having students period back on campus, but from a living situation, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that go with that. Then you've got things like coach Yagley and the soccer team are probably like, whoa, whoa, hold on boys. We don't want to fall behind either. Well, let us come practice. So you've got – then you got everybody – it's going to – it's a Pandora's box, and it's just a whole lot of stuff and a lot of moving parts to all of it, which we've known that because this whole thing has been like that. Lots of moving parts, whether this part of the country is is, is having the same effects at the same time as another because it, it hasn't been. But And that's been an issue. Like, you know, New York was just decimated, and you've got, say, Montana, who, like, what are you all talking about? we got nothing going on here. And so it's, it's there's so much weirdness, you know, and yeah. to, for, for the equal and, but it's going to be a weird thing to see how these, because you know how coaches are, man. I mean, coaches are like, Oh, hell no. Uh, you know, what coaches are like, Oh, hell no. I, my guy's got to get out there. I got to get practice. Sure. sure. I mean, and, and you know what, like it, it will be once the universities, um, you know, start to open up, that'll be, That'll be kind of the, one of the first steps in getting things a little bit more back to normal. I mean, <laughs> it really will. I mean, this whole town will uh, will change. Now, we know what the summers are like in Bloomington versus uh, – or, or in any college town. I guess I shouldn't say it that way. In, in any college town, there, there's so many of them in the state of Indiana. So, you know, from a standpoint in Bloomington, you know, I, I hope that they open the campus up so that they can open that, that new golf course. <laughs> they, they won't. They won't open up that golf until they can open the campus. And that is me being extremely selfish, but uh, I'm rooting for Scott Dolson to get that pulled off really quickly. Uh, I would be surprised if they don't, because that's an outdoor venue that's an easily uh, and something that they. It's been kind of good because it's it's allowed them a little more time to cultivate that new sure. course. So now, man, that thing ought to be. We're talking, and it's gotten some got a lot of great rain here lately. That thing has got to be ready and strong and oh, ready to go. It's been pretty talk about pristine. I mean the that course, the the development. You know, I think they held everybody off of it. I know they had some people play it late last fall. I know there was a lot of events scheduled for early, you know, in this spring when the thing was going to open in in April. And so, um, you know, this has just been a dream for for them from the standpoint of letting it grow and, and mature. But from a money standpoint, it hasn't been ideal for anyone, obviously. Yeah, because there's no way that they would have let that do that had they not been forced to. Um, because you can't, because you, you lose the money, but now that you're, everybody's losing the money, it doesn't matter, but boy, that's, that's really going to be a, a solid base for that golf course. Have you played it? Yeah. Uh, nope. Have, have you walked nope. it? Did you walk it? Yep. I have walked it. I, you know, remember Angelo Pizzo had talked right, about, he right, had right. walked the course and. Did you walk all 18? Uh, back, I don't remember. I did back in the fall when, uh, when we had a couple of those really nice days, or I'm sorry, in the, in the early spring, 
uh, you know, I guess late winter, uh, when we had a few of those nice days, I went out and walked it. And it's, I mean, it is, I'm so excited to play that thing. It's crazy. It's, it's an, I mean, Indiana's golf, uh, golf course went from being terrible and I'm not making fun. I'm not making fun of it. It was rated last in the big 10. It was the last rated course in the big 10 every year, bar none. Uh, and, and now it'll be, it'll be in the top three. I mean, Purdue has a great course and Ohio state has a great course. This one, this one will be up there and rival it. I don't know if right off the bat, it'll take over first place, but, but it's up there with them. Yeah, and it's funny golf courses. It usually takes a few years because they usually make right. some tweaks some changes. Once play sure. goes in, I kind of need to do this or do that. And then they really settle into, wow, this is this, this course is rated here, man. It's tough. Yeah, when you see a lot of courses, especially like PGA Tour events or, or majors, are played at them, you'll see them designed by one person and then uh, redesigned, for lack of a better term, or, or you know tweaked year a few years later. Sometimes it's fifty years later, but you'll, you'll see some changes made to it. And this is one of those courses that I mean, it is it, it's beautiful. It's nice. It it will be a destination. There'll be people that come to Indiana University just to come and play the golf course. It, it's that nice. Speaking of golf, uh, the only top golf around up in Fishers in Indianapolis opened back <laughs> up for a whole day and closed back down by the health department. I saw that. I'm like, gosh, that has to suck for those people. It's too far away for me to care. But, man, that's got to be – there had to be a ton of people looking forward to going to top golf. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, that place, when it first opened, um, I mean, it was amazing how many people were there it it's incredible and those things are those places are fun i mean what a what a great concept and idea they came up with with that and and it, you know you see it's not like it's just golfers that go there i mean it's just families go there it, it's Hanging a fun out. destination it's like it's like bowling just imagine it playing golf and hitting golf shots but better food and pizza and it's bowling, but better because the, 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 it's almost, there's nightlife there. I mean, I, I remember being by there, uh, parking right. my car there once and it was like people just going there like it was a bar. I mean, it was nightlife. And when you get there, when you go there and it's busy, you feel like you parked at assembly hall in the back lot, having to walk all the way to the, <laughs> to the, you know, like you're, you're a half a mile away. It seems like when that place is busy, but no, you're right. It is. Uh, and, and you know what? They, I'm sure that they just there was a few guidelines that maybe they weren't they didn't they didn't set out for right off the bat. They'll be back open pretty quickly. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Jimmy, did you see? I mean, you you jumped in earlier. When That's I in said Jimmy's this. backyard. That's in Jimmy's backyard, man. Well, you said they weren't caught. There was something they weren't doing. What was it? Yeah, they said that they said they weren't following all the guidelines like social distancing, and then people were standing too close and stuff. So then they had to shut them down right after that. That was weird. Well, I mean, when I was reading it. They I was reading all the stuff that they implemented the different. They had reduced the amount of people. They had also – I don't know if they had reduced by enough, though, because, like, booths hold eight, and they said, well, there's only going to be six in there. Well, that's, like, three-quarters, so that's yeah, not Yeah, but, that's I, not mean, 33%. I mean, here's, here's the hard part. So, so I mean, I get, I get that. If you just walked in and visually saw – so, I mean, like, if you, if you and your kids were in there and you guys had lived in the same house, I mean, there's no point in me having to social distance with my – three boys that were in the same house all the time. So we can be right next to each other, but we can't be next to someone who lives next door to us. It just, well, I, is, get it. I mean, I get it. I it, agree. It's hard to decipher what, what's allowed and what's not with that. Yeah. 
It, yeah, all, it always does. Just takes one bad apple to spoil the bunch. Uh, speaking of spoiling the bunch, uh, Michael Jordan's famous food poison pizza. I read yesterday that that was actually made by a big time Bulls fan who wanted to make sure his co- coworkers didn't screw with Michael Jordan. And it, and it's just and there was two of them that delivered this pizza. Him and his driver, not five like uh, the the trainer said. <laughs> This this would have been a great time to have Angelo Pizzo on because let's just be for real. Made it was a great movie. story. <laughs> it, the documentary it worked out great for the documentary. It, everything you know, everything pointed in that direction. Like okay, yeah, they tried to poison him, but it, it look it's and it made part complete it sense. A, and there was so much drama because it made complete sense. I had a bad feeling about that pizza. There's five guys. He's rolled up in a ball now. And it's like oh my god, they did poison him. Crap! It's all crap. Here's what here's what's weird about that story. Okay, like um, I've been on road trips with our teams and stuff before, and and I know. I mean, we stayed up late playing cards and doing stuff. Let me tell you, if somebody ordered a pizza and it came in, it wasn't just one guy that ate it. We would have all pounced on that pizza like like it was. Pray. Oh, now, now like apparently, ironically, funny. Did you see this? Apparently, MJ spit on the pizza so nobody else could eat it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all part. That's a good. That's a good story too. I think it's funny <laughs> that he spit on his own pizza. If that's actually true, so nobody else could eat it. That's that's ugh, it's gross. But maybe he gave himself food poisoning. I wonder if you. Thought uh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I mean, it, but but you know what? The docu, the series was great. That part played into the story just perfectly. You're yeah. right. I mean, it's just it's, it is what it is. Well, speaking of good food, Culver's John Leskowski, he's going to join us next, man. Uh, former Hoosier great John Leskowski, now the proprietor of Culver's in Bloomington. But uh, looking forward to talking to uh, Johnny, the super sub from uh, 19 from the 70s, man. Some great teams. Uh, but uh, John's always been a great friend of the show. Looking forward to talking to him. Kevin Noon from Buckeye Grove is going to join us later. We're going to talk about those Ohio State football players returning and what that means for uh, the rest of the Big Ten. You're listening to Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle Larry coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, powered by Rivals. Go to thehoosier.com for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers. We're back with all that and more right here on Indiana Sports Beat right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. 
As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red-eye U-hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary. Indiana Sports Beat is now a part of the Rivals Network. You can go to thehoosier.com to sign up. It's free. Catch the show there each day live or at your convenience. You can also like or follow us on Facebook, follow the show's rebroadcast, anywhere you podcast. If we're not on a radio station where you live, we should be. Let your local station know they need to carry Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary or simply go to thehoosier.com. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit FDA.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. Hey, this is Jordan Halls, former Indiana Hoosier. Keep up with Indiana Sports on Indiana Sports Beat. Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million-dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle Larry coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, powered by Rivals. Joined now by one of our favorites, uh, John Leskowski, who's your great. John, how are you, brother? Good, Jim. Always good to hear from you. Todd's here with us. We're both sitting there thinking of, of, of eating. We should have came to did the show from Culver's this morning and just started eating eating while we're there. We're, we're, we're jonesing to get out. Well, there's a good idea. Now, our dining room's not open, but, uh, yeah, we have you guys, uh, yeah, social distance and uh, do the radio show. Uh, how have you been? How's it going? Uh, how's you keeping Scott in, uh, in line? How's things going for you guys over there? You know, it's going good. Obviously, it's uh, it's different times for everybody, and, uh, and Todd may agree with me that one thing athletics does for you is – you know, you put your game plan together, and you're going to guard him, and here's what we're going to do. And now all of a sudden, something happens, and it doesn't go as it's planned. And then you got to adjust on the fly, uh, maybe a timeout or a halftime. And then you come out and say, okay, here's what we're going to do now. And that's exactly what's happened in the restaurant business. I mean, who would ever thought the dining room would be closed? Uh, but it has. We simply went to a drive-through, and then uh, – you guys may not remember, but our older generation will remember what car hops are. Uh, that's when you used to go to a, <laughs> uh, an old A&W or something like that, a Frosty, 
and uh, a, a gal would come out, a kid would come out on roller skates or just want tennis shoes, and, and they would take your order, and they'd run back in, and they'd bring your food out. And that's exactly what we do at the Culver's now. It's really been a, a fun for the older generation, and our kids love it. The high school and college kids who run out there, they love it, being with the guests, and even though they have a mask and gloves on, uh, they really enjoy getting out to see the people. Is that something that you're thinking about continuing later when the dining rooms are open and things are getting closer back to normal? Because it sounds like it's a, it's a unique way of doing offering a service that is giving people what they want. It is. You know, it's, uh, it's something to think about because the trend in restaurants over the last 10 to 15 years is less people are coming into dining areas and more people are going through drive through Every year, it, it increases. And uh, it's almost at 50% now. 50% people go through the drive through 50% come in and dine in. And I have your litmus test right here, here and the name of it is Todd Leary. Yeah, hey, I can speak from <laughs> personal experience recently. Uh, and and I'll tell you this, like like this was this was something someone put out on Twitter a couple, I think it's been over a month ago. And it, it was someone that said, we could have everyone in the state of Indiana tested for COVID-19 by midnight tonight if we sent them through Culver's drive through in Bloomington, Indiana, because they got they got their food in like less than 20 seconds after ordering, going to their spot. They got their food that came out right away. Like it, it was a it was clockwork. So uh, I can personally speak from experience. I know I saw Scott last week as I went through the drive through. Um, but, but I, uh, you know, that your, your, the ship, your ship you got going there is working because, uh, one is just friendly as can be. And, um, and it's a, it's a great experience going through there. I know that. Well, I appreciate that. And I'll tell you who's been frequenting our drive through, uh, lately is, uh, Bob and Karen Knight, uh, the old <laughs> coach. And, uh, he likes to get out. And, uh, when we were open, of course, he'd come in and we'd sit and visit. But now I get a text from Karen and she'll say, uh, hey, in 10 minutes, we're going to be coming by. And the reason she does that is because coach always orders a root beer shake. Now, you just don't take root beer and pour it in a glass and put some ice cream in there and mix it together. You have to take the, the front off of the cola machine. You have to get root beer <laughs> the uh, shake and then you put this the shake mix and mix it so there's only a few people in the restaurant i'll do it so i got to make sure somebody's there so i call the restaurant hey, hey coach is coming in i need a root beer shake and then somebody prepares it he comes through the drive-thru and then he says uh he says boy these root beer shakes are fantastic he said he said how many of these root beer shakes do you sell in a year and I say, Coach, I, I don't sell any. Nobody orders it, and I give you yours for free, so I've never sold a root beer shake. And the time we've been over. <laughs> oh, man. That, that is that is classic that's classic coach night but but it's also a testament to the fact of you know even to this day and and I know it's I guess it's different because it's you um but but I mean you know you know what it's like around here in Bloomington and pretty much the whole state of Indiana he could do that he could do that a lot of different places and people would make special exception for him because of of uh you know the accomplishments and everything that took place at IU but it doesn't surprise me at all that you're the one that goes out of your way to to make sure that he still is, is comfortable in, in enjoying that. 
And uh, Karen sent me a note, and she said, uh, do you guys deliver? And I said, for you, we do. <laughs> so I said, what do you want? She usually gets the chicken cashew salad, and uh, he likes the fish sandwich, and he likes the chicken tender. So I put it together and ride out to the house and leave it. And then I found out his butter pecan is his favorite ice cream. And that's one of our flavors of the day. So whenever we have butter pecan as flavor of the day, I text her and say, hey, it's butter pecan. I'll drop a pint off uh, at, at the front step uh, on my way home today. So she appreciates that. So he's uh, he's doing good. It's been good to see him and, uh, and have him out and about back in Bloomington again. It sounds like he might be getting fat with you taking care of him like that. <laughs> He's living a high life right that now. Was, that was Jim talking there. They make sure everyone knows that was not me. They just called it fat. <laughs> no, I said it. It sounds like he could be getting that direction with all that great food John's providing. Enjoy. Uh, that's why I have the salad and the custard. I have custard every day. I mean, <laughs> Before I even bought one, I, I've been going for 20 years to Culver's. Just loved it and loved it so much I bought a franchise. So, Hey, I watched an interesting uh, uh, show on on the uh, ACC network. Todd, have you seen the uh, the class that saved Coach K? Have you seen that uh, that program? I'm not. No. Uh-huh. I saw it the other day, and uh, I tell you, it was very interesting. So, so they showed him getting the job at at Duke, and of course, they he had to spell his name at the press conference. No one knew who he was. <laughs> hardly knew where he was from had a losing record at Army the last year, and they hired this guy, and the press in Carolina is going, what the heck is going on here? Who, who, why did you do this? And they were terrible the first year, and they were bad the second year. And then I think it was the third year where he got the number one recruiting class in the country, and that was Jay Billis and Johnny Dawkins and Mark O'Leary and uh, a kid named Henderson. And, and everybody's going, what the, how did – how did Duke get the number one recruiting class in the country? And what it came down to was uh, Billis was talking about these personal handwritten letters that uh, Coach K would send to him, say, I think you're the type of player that we want. Uh, I will be a coach that will get the best out of you and, and improve you. And it was just stuff that back in the 80s, I guess, we did a lot more than we do now, but without cell phones and social media and stuff. But but these kids could have gone anywhere, and they started to come to Duke. And then the first year that class is there, he starts all these freshmen because the other guys on the team, you know, they're not very good. He starts all these guys, and they're terrible. I mean, they're playing Michael Jordan at Carolina. They're playing Ralph Sampson at Virginia. And they're just getting killed. And it's a terrible year. And the next year, they're a little better. Uh, but they lose in the ACC championship or the ACC first game to Virginia, 106 to 69. And it's like, oh, my God, they're ready to fire this guy, you know. And for whatever reason, they keep him. And the next year, they start to get a little better. And now they're ranked even in the top 20. And because these kids have played three years together. And, of course, the fourth year, uh, they become the number one team in the country. Uh, they win the ACC uh, title in the regular season. They win the championship. They go to the Final Four, and Louisville beats them by three points in the championship game. And so from, from that first year when they got this group in there with nothing to the fourth year when they get to the championship game, it just shows the progress they made. And, and you know, I think back to our Indiana teams, and Todd, you may understand as well, that, that when you get a group of guys that's really good, and then you give them some time to move together – and then, boy, that third or fourth year, you can really make things happen. My, my freshman year, uh, freshmen weren't eligible, so 
So I was on a freshman team and coach that adhered at a bunch of guys and, and they were none of his guys that he was coaching and they were bad. They were not very good at all. The second year I was there, my sophomore year was the same year the freshman became eligible. And so that brought Quinn Buckner and, and, uh, Jimmy Cruz and Tom Abernathy, as well as this Steve Green and myself class together with Steve Downing and John Ritter. And we not only won the Big Ten championship, but we went to the Final Four in St. Louis. And Coach and I's second year at Indiana, we go to the Final Four. And we play UCLA on Saturday. And, of course, they were the dominant team through the late 60s, mid-60s, and early 70s. And they beat us. But that's the same kind of thing that happened at Duke is you get a bunch of guys in there, and then you watch them grow a little bit. Of course, my senior year, we were... 31 and one ranked number one in the country and and very similar to what coach k did at duke and the reason obviously being the connection night uh night recruited kosheski out of chicago he played at west point for coach for three years he went to he came to uh, indiana in that 1975 year as a graduate assistant he was the low man on the totem pole and but he sat there and he watched what was going on he learned what was happening he saw a number one team uh, how they acted, what coach did with them, and he was learning how to deal with a really good team. Now, it took him a while to get that really good team, but once he them, uh, one of the things they showed at the end of the show was since 1982, when Coach K got hired at, uh, uh, at, at uh, Duke, no team in America has been to more Final Fours, and no team has won more NCAA championship games um, and, and, and NCAA games than Duke in that time frame. So it's uh, it's a great tribute to Coach Knight that he uh, that he was able to work with Coach K and then had one year coaching and then to see what he's done since at Duke with uh, with what, what what a team and, and program he's put together there. And I just learned that theoretically you were actually coached by Bob Knight and Mike Shusevsky. Is that correct? Well, yes, as a matter of fact, um, <laughs> you know, he was uh, the graduate assistant was allowed to go on the road. So on road uh, games, he would be able to stay home and study. He was in the business school studying for an MBA. And, but at practice, he would be there. And so one day, coach decides to, uh, to have a little scrimmage. Uh, and he's got the first team. He's got the second team. And he says, okay, uh, you assistant coaches, you take these teams and you take 60 seconds uh, as a timeout prepare him on what you want him to do, and then let's get together. He gives Coach K the first team. And, and I'm talking Kent Benson, Scott May, Quinn Buckner, Steve Green, myself, Bobby Wilkerson. That's that's the team, okay? I mean, that's, that's one of the greatest. That's not a bad group. Ever, okay? And so Coach K comes over to the huddle, and, you know, by the bench there, and he's looking around like, oh, my gosh, this is these are the guys. And he doesn't say a word, okay? He doesn't know what to say. And Knight looks over and he sees Coach Coach K's not doing anything. And in classic style, I'm sure Todd has heard with some swear words, get in there and start coaching the team. I give you the number one team in the country and you got nothing to say to them? Get in there and start coaching. Oh my gosh. So he, he blurts out a few things. But it was it was just a, a, a great uh minute of am I gonna have a number one team someday? Uh this is my first one right here. And the answer was yes. It took a little while uh, through the late 80s and early 90s, but he got him a number one team. Wow. 
Wow, that's an incredible story. It, it, yeah. I, even, when I think I know so much, and, and then you hear something like this, you're like, golly, there's so much that you don't know, so much greatness. That's an amazing thing, Todd. Right. It, 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 you know, to think about to th- to think about from a from a coaching perspective. I mean, what what you said, John, is, is kind of funny. I mean, to be the low man on the totem pole at a lot of places is one thing, but to be the low man on the totem pole at IU, it's like it's like there's the totem pole, and then there's 50 layers of crap. I'm using my Billy Bean <laughs> reference. And then there's the low man of the totem pole at IU. And and that's where Mike Krzyzewski started out. And you talk about earning your your place in history. And, and I talk about it on this show all the time. I mean, you know you know what it's like today in social media. So many people can, can voice their opinions. And people talking about, you know, Archie Miller and in his third year and what their record is and all that. And I compare it all the time to Mike Krzyzewski's record after his three years. I mean, it was it was 37 and 48, I believe, is what it was after three seasons at, at Duke. And so <clears throat> I use that example all the time in that it, it's exactly what you said. I mean, if you if you let let him build his process and go through it, I mean, everyone wants what you said. They want Coach Knight to be in the final – they want their coach to be in the final four in their second year. But that's a dream. Like, that's a that's a – those seasons happen very rarely and you got, you have to let the process take its course. And I I, like, that's what I've loved about, you know, this administration and Fred Glass and Scott Dolson now and, and them allowing Archie the time and every, every possible thing they can, they've got the, they've got the, uh, every thing you could imagine state of the art facilities and, I, I love where this team is going. I, the my the scary thing I talk about with it all the time. It'd be interesting to have your opinion, John, on this because the only thing I think that that can kind of derail the way things are going right now is the transfer portal and the new the new one time transfer rule if that ever comes into place. And, and I've not been a fan of it from day one um, because I think that can derail a coach's you know coach's plan and system, just like you said and. and um, I, I don't know what are your what are your thoughts on the on the transfer rule in portal? You like that idea? You know, so in the seventies and eighties, not many kids transfer. Ralph Sampson played four years at Virginia. That was another thing they brought on that documentary. I mean, Ralph Sampson, seven foot one, number one pick, and he stays four years. You got to be kidding me! I mean, that's not <laughs> right. Because the money wasn't as good, so it does take a while. I mean, Indiana's just recruited the last three Mister Basketballs, first time ever in the history of the university. Uh, but Romeo left after the first year. So now we'll have two, uh, Davis and Leal from Bloomington South. And so the kids are leaving. Each team is so different every year. It is unbelievable. So I don't like the, the portal thing um, uh, as far as getting to know the kids and growing with them and the success that Indiana teams have had when they've been together so long that Duke teams been together. It, it's just hard to put. Look at Kentucky. They get all the best players every year. And they don't win it every year because it's hard to put that put that together. And that's uh, I think we're in tr- trouble with this portal thing. It's so easy for a guy to leave that you just see guys going here and there, and, and you never hear from them again. I agree. I couldn't agree more. It's just uh, it's, it's changed. Talked about how sincere he was in their recruiting, and there was no. No BS. I'm, I'm going to make you a starter. I'm going to. It was just, hey, you come out. I'll make you the best player you can. We'll see where the chips fall. And kids appreciate the good kids appreciate that 
the kids that say, you know, I want to be treated first class, but that's not the guy you want. You want the guy who wants to work hard and exceed his expectations. And so he was there that one year, and that was 1975. And over the years, I, I might see him once every five years at a game. I was doing some games and would say hello, but it was probably in the mid-90s or so. So this is 20 years later, okay? 20 years later, he's the coach at Duke. He's won a few championships. He's very successful. And, and, I, and my kids are young in elementary, junior high school. And I say, hey, let's go to Duke and see a game. You guys have seen this Duke thing. I know the coach. Oh, no way. Yeah, I know the coach. So I, call him, I call him up. Hey, coach, can I get some tickets? Yeah, yeah, I guess I'll get you a couple tickets. So we go to the game, and we're sitting right behind the basket. And the gym, have you been to, to Cameron, uh, Thomas? Yes. I, I have, yeah. yeah. I, I actually broadcast. broadcast. I in there, and I thought, this looks like my high school gym. I mean, it's not big at all. It's a dinky little thing. And I said, you got to be kidding me. Of course, they pack every game. It sees five or 6,000. That's it. And we're sitting there, and everything is just, everybody's on top of everybody. So the game ends, of course, they win. And we're trying to get back to the locker room to say hello, and, you know, and there's security guards, and they got private entrances, and it's just a mess. You, you can't get there. And I said, because the kids still aren't believing that they think I scalped these tickets. They, they don't know I know the guy. <laughs> and uh, we stayed overnight, and I said, I'll tell you, we'll go in the morning, we'll go to the office, and we'll, we'll see if we can talk to him. So we show up at 9 o'clock at the office, and they said, well, he's not here right now. You know, come back come back at 1 o'clock. So we come back at 1 o'clock. And I said, hey, came to see Coach K, got his tickets to the game, and, and, and I'm an old friend. I'd like to think I'm an old friend. And uh, they said, well, he's in a meeting with the entire staff, the coaches, the administrators. They're going to Hawaii for the Maui Classic, and they're trying to get arrangements together. And this was the time when he's had a bad back, and he'd had surgery, and he didn't sit down. He stood up a lot. Uh, and and she said, well, we're in that room right there. And I said, we came all the way from Indiana. I just love to say hello. And it's like, she's, she's the guardian, you know, they don't, nobody gets to see it. And she said, well, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but if, if you want to, you can go in that door right there. (laughs) (laughs) Open this door into this conference room. He's got his back to me and he's standing up with all the coaches and the secretaries and the administrators are all in there and they're having this powwow. There's probably 15 people in there. I walked in there with these two little kids, and he turns around, he sees me, and he goes, John, how are you? Great to see you. I hope you enjoyed the game last night. He said, hey, everybody, let's take 15 minutes, take a break. I I need to talk to this guy. And everybody leaves, and my two kids, their eyes are popping out. They're like, oh, my gosh, he does know you. (laughs) And we sat in there, and we talked, and he talked about, how uh, important that year at Indiana was for him to see coach. I mean, he'd seen him coach before, but he was a player. Now he saw him in meetings and saw how he prepared and what things went on. And he said, "What he said, I really enjoyed the way those players, your dad and the other players treated me because I was a low man, but boy, they had respect for what I was doing. I knew I was going to try to learn. He said, I just had a great experience and that really uh, wanted me to get back into coaching. And, and so I said, well, coach, thanks for the time. I know you're busy. I said, could we get a picture with the kids? And he goes, absolutely. He says, but not here. He said, I got a place in my office. We got to go to my office and get it. And he had these trophies and he had basketballs and a whole thing. And I got that picture. It sits in my uh, basement with the two kids when they were little. And, and then he re- we say goodbye and he reconvenes the meeting. But that's the kind of guy that he is. And, 
And so you have to, as Todd would know, you have to have the good recruiting, which Coach Miller's really getting the handle of, and then you've got to have the connection to the players that I'm going to go, and the Duke guys talked about, I'm going to go over the fence for this guy because of what he's done for me. And I think we felt that at Indiana, and I know they felt it at Duke. And, and you have that other side of the person that, that really likes the people they have around. I love you guys. At the end of the document, uh, Coach K says, I love you guys so much. You're, you're, you're my favorite team because you're the ones that got started. And, and, and that's what, once Duke started winning, more guys came. The same in Indiana. Once those 70s teams started winning, man, Indiana's the place to go. And it's been happening a lot ever since then. You know, three national championships that Coach had, and we got to get that thing going again so we can get it one more time. Wow, that's amazing. There's just the stuff that you don't know and that, that you learn. Uh, it's amazing how it goes through. John, I, ca- I cannot thank you for joining us today. I can't wait to get out there. I'm coming today to get me some uh, Culver's, man. Culver's, anytime you guys are welcome, all right? John, appreciate we appreciate it, you. Tell Scott we said hello. Have a great day, man. We look forward to seeing you soon. All right, Jim and Todd, great to talk to you, buddy. Thanks. Thank you, John Laskowski, the great uh, former Hoosier, uh, joining us here. Man, those are some great stories. Uh, Incredible. Yeah, it's just you're, uh, you're right though. You learn stuff like that all the time. That you, I mean, I knew Coach K was at IU as a grad assistant, but I didn't know that kind of stuff. I mean, this I, it's amazing. Crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. Hey, we got uh, a lot more coming up. Kevin Noon from Buckeye Grove is going to join us. The 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 Buckeyes football players they're heading back here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll talk about that and a lot more. You're listening to Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle Larry. We're coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, powered by Rivals. Back with more right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. For the best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. 
Call 812-824-1100 to make a tee time. That's 812-824-1100. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary. Indiana Sports Beat is now a part of the Rivals Network. You can go to thehoosier.com to sign up. It's free. Catch the show there each day live or at your convenience. You can also like or follow us on Facebook, follow the show's rebroadcast, anywhere you podcast. If we're not on a radio station where you live, we should be. Let your local station know they need to carry Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary or simply go to thehoosier.com. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. This is former Indiana basketball player Brian Evans, and you're listening to Indiana Sports Beat with Jim Coyle. Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million-dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle Larry coming to you from the Golf Club Eagle Point Studios, powered by Rivals. Go to thehoosier.com, complete coverage of the uh, Hoosiers Athletics and uh, Big Ten. Speaking of the Big Ten, we're joined now by Kevin Noon from Buckeye Grove, uh, the Buckeyes rival site. Kevin, how are you, brother? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. Uh, Todd Leary with me as well here. We saw yesterday that, uh, of course, everybody did. The, the Buckeyes are heading back to practice soon, man. And, and the first thing I thought, Kevin, was – Man, you would think the rest of the league has got to follow suit here. Well, you know, the, the truth of the matter is is that, you know, dates are in place and everything, but I think everything is still contingent first on a vote with the uh, the Division One Council, and that could happen as soon as today. And if it doesn't happen, then there's, a, there's an additional council that uh, I believe meets tomorrow. And then that's also going to be on the heels of the Big Ten presidents and chancellors call which is supposed to be on June 7th. And then lo and behold, Ohio state is supposed to reopen on the 8th, you know, the day after for, for what would uh, be equal to voluntary workouts. So I don't think that we're going to see a a situation where states that have moved along to the point of, you know, a certain level of reopening are going to watch Ohio state, you know, go ahead and, and have voluntary workouts while they don't, there may be some places that are not as far along. It may just still be kind of a, a bit of a, of a safety risk, and they may move a little bit slower. But, you know, in this arms race that are college athletics, you really don't want to watch you know, one of your biggest rivals get an advantage on you. Yeah, that's the exact thing that I was talking to Todd about earlier, that, you know, this is like giving the New England Patriots uh, a head start on the football season. The rest of the Big Ten is absolutely not going to w- allow that, I would think. No, and then you sit there and you look, the SEC is having a call, I believe, on the 22nd of this month, so just here in a couple of days, 
to reopen at some point in June, and obviously I think that's going to be as soon as possible. So, of course, too, they're waiting on this Division One council vote that's supposed to happen today. And, you know, once that happens, and if they vote on the 22nd, they're going to go June 1, you know, they potentially could even have a, a weak head start on Ohio State or anybody else that, that follows in kind. And I'm assuming this includes players living on campus. Uh, And I bring that up because I I look at like IU and I know that they just kind of seems like they finished getting everybody out of here. And so I'm like, wow, are are they ready for people to be living on campus and all that? So there's so many moving parts to this thing. Well, and and I'm not sure what the living – the living arrangement situation is going to be we are scheduled to have a, a conference call with Gene Smith, the Ohio State Director of Athletics at 2 p.m. Eastern. I think some of those questions will be answered at, at that point. My understanding is the way things are right now, uh, this June 8th date really would be more of a case of players that are, are local at first, and then it's going to be a situation of players that are from beyond having to just really go in and in, in figure out what their state's requirements are, see if they're in a position to be able to return to Columbus. But I, you know, I don't know exactly what is the, the situation in terms of living arrangements in terms of either on campus housing or just right off campus housing. I do know that, that at the university, there were special exemptions that were extended. And this was just not a student athlete situation, but just a general student body that you could apply for a waiver to remain in student housing under circumstances like you, if you, you're from New York City or something where things were really bad. Uh, you know, they didn't want to send you right back into the teeth of, of, of the coronavirus scare. So, you know, maybe there's something of where they would be able to get get these special exemptions to be able to remain on campus. But, you know, I, I think I'm going to know more here in a couple of hours. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, then I started talking about, it's not just football now, now you got to talk about other, because in Indiana, you've got a great soccer program. That's a fall sport. So, you know, if the football teams come in for workouts, of course, soccer coaches and people are going to say, Hey, what about my guys? And, and it goes on down the line. It's not just soccer, but it's all the, all the other coaches and sports are going to want to be able to participate in this. Absolutely, and that creates a logistical situation as well. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be bringing in all the all the fall sports, but when you have these multi-use athletic facilities at Ohio State, it's the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Uh, you know, there's a football wing, and then there's a wing for uh, you know, many of the other sports as well. When you're going to have situations of where you only want to have ten people in certain places, and keeping you know, keeping numbers at bay, I mean, it's going to take a great deal of, of coordination to be able to maintain these uh, these edicts that have come down from the state house and uh, that will probably be in place from the NC2A as well and, and, the, and at the conference level to stay within those uh, those uh, parameters. So there's, there's going to be a lot of planning that's going to happen here, and I think it's going to be very much a work in progress. Todd, can you imagine being uh, when you were Todd's a former basketball player here at Indiana? Can you imagine dealing with this stuff, preparing for a season? Especially not, you know, the incoming freshmen that that have so many unanswered questions and they don't know what the atmosphere is going to be like, and and they're going to be coming into an atmosphere that even the upperclassmen and, and guys that have been there for years have never dealt with and don't don't really know how to handle and and what to expect. So yeah, I mean, it, what a it, it's an interesting you know, dynamic that, that these, you know, young players are going to have to deal with that. None of us can give them advice or, or no one 
really can give them advice on what to expect or what to do because it's the first time for all, all of us as well, for the most part. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's really uh, unusual is, is an understatement when it comes to this, but, but I, I like the fact that we're starting to set dates. I mean, you know, we're all sitting here talking about, um, you know, the moving parts and we're not, you know, we're not sure about this and sure about that, but I like us setting the dates, even if that date, if that June 8th date is just a goal, I, I, I mean, I said this earlier and, and I'm, you know, I'm jealous that Ohio State's this first school that I've read about that comes out and says, this is what it's going to be in the Big Ten, because I like being the on the forefront of that. I, I you know, I, I like being the, the school that sets the example. So um, I give Ohio State credit for that. I'm, I'm happy that there's kind of a benchmark right now that June 8th is what we're kind of expecting. But like you said, I mean, I think we all would not be surprised and would definitely understand if that date gets moved back. And if yeah. the ACC changes theirs and then they come back June 1st, it wouldn't surprise me if we don't move it up. If, if Ohio State didn't move it up a week, it wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, stuff's written in sand uh, on the beach, like uh, Kevin has said. But uh, the fact that, that we have this, for those people who were worried that we're not going to have football in the fall, I, I think this really uh, tries to help alleviate that somewhat. But, of course, it's all written in sand, man. This, this all can change in a month, two months, we don't know. But at least it gives us something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. And while we don't know if every Power Five conference is going to be able to follow the same path, I can speak on Ohio State's terms. They they go to Oregon week two. Uh, you know, we we saw the Pacific Northwest be really one of the epicenters of the coronavirus scare, and because of that, you know, you just you just aren't sure. But yeah, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that there will be college football in some way, shape, or form. Will it be the the standard twelve game season that everybody's had on the books for years? You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't think we're going to see anything delayed when we got to see the report coming out of South Bend saying they're moving their academic calendar up a couple of weeks and that they want to go to winter break at Thanksgiving. Uh, that sure doesn't seem to be anything talking about pushing a season back to where you're having a couple weeks of football beyond the students being on campus. So, you know, I, I really do believe, you know, we will have football at the beginning of September. We just are not quite sure what it's going to look like in terms of, of scheduling. But I'm optimistic that we're going to see it not have many uh, cancellations or, or alterations from what we've been planning for in terms of the schedule that's been printed for a long time. Kevin, I can't uh, thank you enough for joining us uh, from BuckeyeGrove.com. I'm looking forward to it. Getting, get, hopefully we can get some football. We're all excited about it, but uh, we appreciate you taking the time to join us and uh, looking forward to locking horns in the fall with some football. Absolutely, anytime. Kevin Noon from uh, BuckeyeGrove.com, uh, Ohio State's rivals arm over there. We appreciate him joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat here on this Wednesday, May 19th. Uh, man, it's been a great show already. It's been incredible, but yeah, good information. That's good information. I mean, it, it, it's nice stuff. to get that in, inside stuff. And you betcha. You know, those date, those dates of the Big Ten meetings and council meetings and all that is is. I mean, it, 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 it's nice having those guests on because now I know. I mean, I put those things in the back burner. I'll be looking later today and tomorrow to see what the results of those meetings are. Heck yeah! Uh, like we'll talk later, but the, the man, the Power Five has spent over a million dollars lobbying Congress uh, in regards to the name image likeness stuff. Um, but because they're trying to, there's been so many different States like California started it and they, but these are all different. They're all, they all have different sets. of. Can you imagine being on the interstate and having 50 different speed limits 
and the chaos that would cause. <laughs> that's the, the, that's basically the same as each state having their own name, image, likeness deals. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't manage that. So they're going to go to Congress. And, well, they are going to Congress. They're lobbying. They spent over a million dollars. But they're trying to get it where they are. It's what they say. The name, image, likeness, is, it's an NCAA rule, not a state-by-state rule. And they have to get that done on the federal level. But I, some people are going to say, oh, there you go. And so you're going to put the NCAA in charge, which I get. But at the same time, you cannot have 50 freaking different deals. It just, that, that you, you, you can't. I agree with you. I mean, I, it is, it's such a, this is mostly the reason why it hasn't been a thing for so many years because it's such a difficult topic and it's such a difficult, difficult thing to monitor that, you know, it, it's it, when you when you put a blanket statement out and, and reading that first round of things when they were making when the committee was making their recommendations, when, when they say that market value, I mean, can you cannot possibly say the market value in New York City is the same as what it is in in La, West Lafayette, Indiana? I mean, the, the so there's a gray area. And we've seen in the past, whenever there's a gray area, when it comes to an NCAA rule. Certain people are going to take that to the extent and you can when you can go to court and argue the the gray area. I mean, you, you know how that usually goes. I mean, the NCAA is not going to win that battle. And, nope. and it's just it's, it's a it's it's a tough situation. We'll talk about that a little more when we come back to the golf club at Eagle Point Studios. Indiana Sports Beat with Corey O'Leary coming to you live. We're back right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. 
This is Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary. Indiana Sports Beat is now a part of the Rivals Network. You can go to thehoosier.com to sign up. It's free. Catch the show there each day live or at your convenience. You can also like or follow us on Facebook, follow the show's rebroadcast anywhere you podcast. If we're not on a radio station where you live, we should be. Let your local station know they need to carry Indiana Sports Beat with Coyle and Leary or simply go to thehoosier.com. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. This is James Blackman Jr., former Indiana Hoosier. Make sure you're keeping up with the Hoosiers on Indiana Sports Beat. Hey, welcome back to Coyle Leary, coming to you from the Golf Company Point Studios here on this Wednesday, May 19th, hump day. Man, that was an unbelievably fast uh, John Laskowski hour that we just had. <laughs> I could, but I could have listened to those all day. stories. The, all you know, the, the thing that he said make me sense, though, was talking about Krzyzewski having to spell his name at the first press conference. He would still have to do that today. I couldn't I spell it. Krzyzewski, could you? Krzyzewski. Krzyzewski. Yeah, there's I, a yeah. – yeah, that's that's I, a fact. He's gonna have get, to do that on his last press conference. I'd get closer today, but there there's no way I'm spelling it correctly. I mean, there's a reason why the entire nation calls him Coach K. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, the, the, the Power Five has spent over a million dollars lobbying for the name image likeness, and then we were talking about this before we broke. But the the, the NCAA is they're trying to be the 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 organization that is the rules, their rules is what has to be followed. Not California's, not, not Texas's, not wherever, because we cannot have 50 different deals set up there. But at the same time, NCAA does not exactly have a great track record of, of running things. Um, so it's, it's, it's like, wow, here we go again. Now. What, well, what well, look, do? I mean, here's the money has gotten out of control and you know, you hear, money gets blamed for a lot of things. And in this case, I think it's probably rightfully so in that, you know, when you talk about what's fair to these kids and, and, you know, social media has changed a lot of things, especially when it comes to advertising and um, you know, the advertising dollar. And so, you know, it, it probably does make sense. And it's fair for these kids to get paid in some way to not have to not be able to set you know this is what's allowed and this is the amount of money this is the cap and maximum that's going to be allowed i mean you're st- you're going to have kids that are making you know hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars as a college athlete and that's you know is is that right i, I can't say that it's right but can you if, if that's the market value I mean, that, that it is what it is. I mean, what are you going to do? And the money has gotten so big. I mean, you know, you look at, you go back and look at like, you know, um, you know, who are great NBA players. Look at like Clark Kellogg and, and those guys, really old 
or, or early on NBA players and and look at what their salaries were and things like that. I mean, you heard Laskowski talk about Ralph Sampson stayed at Virginia for four years because the money to go to the NBA wasn't that much. And in today, you're going to have kids that are making millions of dollars because of their name, image, likeness, and they're still in college. So, I, I mean, I get that. I guess that is going to get to that and it has to happen. But I don't know that there's a real fair way to do it. I really don't. How jealous are you? Real and I don't jealous. mean, and I don't mean you personally per se. I, I I could put, I could take your face and just replace it with a a billion different faces with a, yeah, for with a, athletes for sure. But I mean, and, okay. But look, I, I play. I will say this. I think I played with the person that I think would have benefited from this the most. And I cannot guess Damon Bailey how many endorsement deals Damon Bailey would have had at Indiana. Like I, it's, it, I, it, it's unbelievable. He would have spent more time monitoring all of the marketing and, and investment opportunities or, you know, money-making opportunities than he would have his college courses and classes. And could you blame him? Would anyone blame him? I wouldn't. I mean, that, that, that's, that's more life experience than, and sitting in a biology class if you're not going to be a doctor so i it's just i don't know it 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 opens so many issues that that can go wrong um i i can't say that i i i really don't have a problem with it like you know when you look at the fact that guys today i mean how many players in the nba right now make more than larry bird made in his highest paid year at at Boston Celtics. Most. You know what? That's most. Almost, yeah. Probably three quarters of the NBA does. But but that's just the times. So like, I get it. That's just what it is. I'm, I'm, I want that to happen. I want it, the sport to continue to evolve and all that. I, I'm, I'm fine with all of that. But I don't know how this scenario is a little bit different. And this is something that you're going to have. We, we just talked about it yesterday and the day before when we talked about Christian Lander reclassifying and, and now he's going to be a 17 year old at IU. So now he's going to be a 17 year old at IU. And if this rule were in place as soon as he gets here, which it's not going to be, but if it were, he would be, you know, he would instantly not just be signing with IU, but he would be signing, you know, for probably a couple hundred thousand dollars in endorse, endorsement deals. I mean, it, most of, most of the places in Evansville would want to have, you know, something to do with, with Christian Lander and, and his involvement while he's at IU. So think about the amount of things that these kids are already dealing with in the transition from high school to college athletics. And now you're going to add this to it. Business-wise, I think it'll make them smarter. and it'll, it'll help them out learning some life lessons. But you're also going to have – it's going to be difficult. I said this a couple of weeks ago. You're going to have some kids sign – endorsement deals that are that are not great endorsement deals i mean they'll, they'll be they'll be tied to a certain place for 30 years because the money when they're seven years old sounds like a ton of money yeah you can only hope that all of these kids have the right people around them because yeah that's right gonna be, yeah I, right. I know i know that's what i'm saying that's it you can only hope for that because you know Lots That's, of money okay, and okay. So hands. let me make sure. Let me make sure I clear this up because that I would. When I say yeah, right, I was just speaking about Christian Lander, and I am not speaking about Christian Lander. The first thing that goes through right. my mind oh, when right, you say right, right. something like that 
is I think about the AAU, the national AAU tournaments that I go to, and I look at at some of the hanger honors that are around there, some of the entourages that follow these kids around. And there isn't a chance in the world that these a lot of these kids are surrounded by the right people. I just wanted to make sure because I didn't want that to get tied to my talking about Chris. Right, right, He's right. got yeah, a yeah, great yeah. family support system. So oh, absolutely. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not relative. No, no, no. I wasn't thinking that. I hope anyone else wasn't either. But glad yeah, I knew you up. weren't. I just wanted to make sure I said it. Because <laughs> I, don't want I don't want it to get twisted. Uh, Indiana football just got another uh, commitment from Cameron Taylor. He's a grad transfer. Um, not sure he's coming from the state of Florida. Uh, so Jimmy says that's great. You sure that's a grad transfer, Jimmy? Cool. But uh, some more information for Indiana. There's a what key. position? What position? He, 84. Looks like a big old tight end, baby. Okay. Ooh, we ooh, like tight ends. Tight end. A grad transfer tight end. Man, and they're, they're pretty good there, too. Woo. Yeah, is, is Peyton Hendershot going to be? I saw he was. He was. Um, Partially reinstated. Uh, he's participating in things. I know he's got the, we, I posted, uh, I think Taylor Lehman that posted some stuff a while back that uh, uh, there's dates. They have requested a, a court date for a change of plea. Uh, so I think that stuff is going to work out, but uh, he's dealing with that right now. But yeah, uh, great point. I mean, this guy coming in, he's ready to play right now. He's a grad transfer. Uh, and so when you say I, I'm asking because I didn't see the the tweet. When you say from Florida, like from the University of Florida, no, or no, no, the no, state, no. Of uh, state of Florida. You went to got Santa it. Fe okay. High School. Um, he's actually the University of South Alabama is where he went to. Okay, play football. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, but man, they continue. Indiana, Tom Allen continue pulling those Sunshine State boys up here, um, and that's a good one. That's a good one right there. That dude's gonna play. Uh, he's gonna play soon. It looks like. So looking forward to that, man. What a great day it was. I'm ready to get, I, I've got to go. Just wanna, you just want to cut it short so you can go get a butter burger. <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going, man. I am going <laughs> straight. I swear to God, as soon as I get done with stuff, I'm getting in the car and I'm driving straight there. I'm hungry. I'm not going to make breakfast today. I'm going to go there instead. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. Uh, tomorrow, I know uh, we're going to talk to Eric Bossy from Rivals. We're going to get caught up on all the uh, basketball recruiting that's, shaking around uh we're, now we, we talk about these football players coming and you know right after that we've talked about all the other athletes basketball is going to follow if these guys come you you because archie wants to get these this new class on campus he wants to get trey galloway and anthony leo and and, and christian lander and uh geronimo all here working together with the team and uh, of course everybody wants that uh, well yeah but but i mean like i said a little while ago it honestly just from a logistical standpoint it's much easier to bring the basketball team and soccer team on campus that's you're dealing with so much smaller you know number of people when you're talking about because you can't you know i I, and kevin was kind of saying earlier that you know uh maybe there'll be voluntary workouts you know there's there's air quotation marks every time someone says voluntary workouts because they're they're not voluntary Uh, i know they have to write them up that way but but if you want to play they're not voluntary and so and the second anything, the second that that stuff opens up, there will be, if there's 120 players on the team, there'll be 120 players there. I, uh, we got a couple of text messages that I didn't get to or I meant to. Ryan uh, said uh, he saw the program that John Laskowski was talking about. It was really good. He enjoyed that. Uh, Tim asked. So he lost me at ACC Network. Yeah. 
He kept. I thought we were going to do a Duke show for a while. Yeah, uh, turned it. <laughs> so, if players get paid for their likenesses in college, does a science major get paid for what he developed in science class? If he de- if he develops it, yeah, and hell, that's going on right now. Uh, yes, but that's a different situation. I mean, these guys are getting paid for what they're doing, um, but that's a, a different different scenario. If, if that becomes a problem. Then I'm sure. Then I'm sure there'll be an issue with it. We're talking about college athletics, and yeah. someone in the science class is not monitored by the NCAA. Well, and they're not bringing in people to sit down and watch them develop whatever they're developing. They're not making money off popcorn. They're not making money off hot hey, hamburgers. I have said, I've said for years the, the issue, the the one and done issue. I'm in agreement of getting rid of that because if I say it all the time, I mean, oh, I, I, I love the Big Bang Theory. If the, if a kid is a, is a scientist and the smartest person in the world, when he's 12 years old, he should be able to go to NASA and be hired by NASA. We would all think the kid was a genius. We'd have no problem with that. So that's not what I'm saying. But I'm talking about an actual college athlete. If you choose to be a college athlete, it's, it's going to be very difficult to monitor how much money these kids are making. They're going to be making more money than some of the coaches. Yesterday was Matt. Uh, how do you say Matt's birthday from uh, Learfield? Starts with a B. Balchek. No idea. You don't know either. I can't. I don't want to mispronounce his last name. <laughs> yeah, I had a birthday yesterday, Matt. Happy birthday. Uh, it's Matt, like Krzyzewski. I just call him Matt. His is not as bad. Uh, not nearly as bad. <laughs> I know, I just, but I'm just sticking with Matt. I, I need I need him to say it first. Uh, is all. Just one time. <laughs> just one time. Just give it to me one time. Um, but, yeah, man, it, it has been fun. It's The, the weather is going to be crazy. No, it's, it's so it's wet. Not, it's not happening yet. It's, it's just – and it's not – now, Friday and Saturday are going to be really nice. Um, hopefully you can dry out a little bit. I was out on the fairways yesterday, just kind of checking out, seeing how wet it really was. And were you wearing rain wet. boots? I was wearing tennis shoes, and they were wet. Oh, I guarantee it, man. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us here on the program today. As always, looking forward to doing it again tomorrow. Uh, make sure you join us. We'll talk to Eric Glossy from Rivals and uh, Dustin Shooting from Saturday Tradition. Keep up on all that, and we'll see what else is going on. But, uh, oh, I didn't talk about the screaming. Uh, yeah, we did talk about uh, Kathy Martin, didn't we? Uh, she enjoyed that. She enjoyed it. It was it was great to see her, uh, how she talked. She said, oh, yeah. She said, you know what? She thought it was her job to get into the players' heads. And from the pictures, it looks like she did a pretty damn good job of it. You know what's funny is we saw we saw the, the coach from Wichita State. I can't remember what his name was. Remember Red a couple of years ago, we saw his wife screaming and yelling like that in the stands, and everybody thought she was crazy. But then when we see this lady do it, and she's supporting the Pacers, the team that we like, we're like, ah, yeah, she's cool. <laughs> That's perfect. Good job. Good job. Yeah, she's a super fan. We, got, we went from a super nutcase for the other lady, and this lady's a super fan. Well, appreciate everybody joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat with Corey O'Leary on this uh, Wednesday, May 19. John Leskowski, we really appreciate John, the former Hoosier, joining us, and Kevin Noon from Buckeye Grove uh, joining us as well. Uh, looking forward to doing it all again tomorrow. Thanks to you guys, Jimmy and Todd. I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.